Hey there, my name is Linda Monaghan and it is my mission to help you grow your business, improve your life and find your calm, whatever that may be. Welcome to the Corporate to Calm podcast, where you learn from their experience. Hey there, you are very welcome to today's episode of Corporate to Calm. I am speaking with Louise Brogan, a LinkedIn expert. She is vivacious, full of life, and this episode will get your LinkedIn on track, if anything else. There are so many tips and tricks. I'm so excited to see what you think of Louise's journey and see if all her tips and tricks for LinkedIn work. Enjoy her journey from Corporate to Calm. But first, a word from our sponsor. Are you leaving hundreds and thousands on the table because you are afraid of the TikTok platform? Corporate to Cam is here to tell you that we can take the terror out of TikTok. Take the Terror Out of TikTok is an online workshop that in 45 minutes is going to help you with the basics, bust those algorithm secrets and give you the courage and show you how simple this platform is. 30-day actionable plan for your business. Bring your business forward. It's time to take the terror ahead of TikTok. Hi, Louise. How are you? I am great. Thank you so much for inviting me on your podcast. Oh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so thrilled to talk about you, your journey. Um, so let's kick it off straight away. Tell me about you. Tell me how you have become a LinkedIn expert. Okay. So my name is Louise Brogan. I live just outside Belfast in Northern Ireland. And I run a LinkedIn marketing agency, which uh, works with professional services. Um, we are niching down to working with law firms at the minute, actually, which is quite interesting. Very. Very enjoyable. And I, like a lot of women, I think probably in their 30s um, and 40s, I had a brilliant job. Um, and I, st- I had a, a very young family. And a very long story short, I went part time once I had my first child and I was very ambitious for my career but I was told that unless I went back full-time I wouldn't be going up the next stage of the career ladder um and that just wasn't just wasn't going to work for me so I started uh thought right I need to do something here about this myself because no one else is going to help me out of this um so I actually started a craft shop yeah so I look back now and I think, what? You mean, what? I just I just knew I want I liked selling, I liked earning money. Um, and my little sister was brilliantly creative. And I thought, oh, we could do something with this. And we had an online craft business and I opened a craft shop. So at one stage in 2010, just had my third baby. I opened a shop when he was three months old and I was working part time as a project manager in the health service. And I left that job and closed that business by two, 2012 and started this business. Um, lots and lots of things happened in between, but um, a very uh, a brilliant mentor came out to talk to me from my local council and pointed out that my craft shop business was not actually paying me any money, which a lot of women listening in business will be going, oh, yeah, that sounds a bit familiar didn't really know what I was doing. I loved what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I was buying in stock, selling it, running classes. I hired two women to help me in the shop when I was at the project management job. Um, but I just didn't have the experience 
to make it work. And I was competing with basically companies like QVC. So lots of clients, customers would come into my shop and say, I've just bought a package for about 180 pounds off QVC and I need a glue stick for a pound, please. Yeah, yeah. And and it's so funny when you say it because so often we're in our 30s and 40s. We have our kids. Our jobs have told us to basically F off. And you're trying to find something that you love that will bring you money and sometimes it's the stepping stone to get to what you really want to do and you have to do that stepping stone oh absolutely so this mentor came out and said look you're not really making any money she says but you seem to really know what you're doing with social media okay okay I think actually there's a place where you could teach other companies how to use Facebook because most small businesses don't know how to use it bearing in mind this is 2012 okay and I thought oh that's an interesting thing because my background was IT I was an IT project manager at a master's in computing um, and I really love to geek I'm a complete geek I love geeking out on figuring out how things work online and um, give me a person that you want to find out information about and I can Google and get you information. <laughs> you're, you're like any, any bus, so anybody hiding I, behind a bus. It's a special like... skill. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was really lucky in that my shop was based in a, um, in a, a, a row of shops owned by a trust, a community trust. So they let me out of my lease. I started doing the build up the business for a year, didn't spend any money out of the business until I had enough money in the bank to cover my equivalent of my salary from the health service. And I handed my notice in and I have never looked back. That's amazing. That's and do you know what? It is just I all too often hear about finance and research and that's what it seems that you know you've you ventured into something that you knew that you could do and Mm -hmm. it's having that financial backing behind you because sometimes we jump into it and we don't it's it's an extra pressure having that money worry on top of it as well yeah Um, well I'm very I'm very risk averse so there's no way I was leaving a, a job even though I wasn't happy in the job and there was no way I was leaving a job to not have yeah. to replace that income, you know, because we had three small children as well, of course. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, you know, I wasn't going to say to my husband, all right, well, look, you know, you, and some people are very lucky and fortunate in that position. Yeah. They can just say, well, look, you support the household while I figure out what I'm doing. But back then that was not really an option for us. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, so that was, I was doing all social media. And then about five years ago, I would say, I decided to niche down into purely LinkedIn and there's a whole story about that, but also something I don't regret a second of doing either. And, and did you, because I, I, we talk about, we hear about niche all the time and we talk about niche all the time. Did you find that scary? Because so many people don't want to niche down. They think that they can be all things to all people. Yes. And hearing that you've gone okay I'm LinkedIn and you know you're even considering niching down even further within LinkedIn yes how how do you overcome that how do you kind of go okay this is my speciality and not worry about who else you're leaving behind so the biggest tip I can give anyone listening is to get yourself a mentor or a coach okay somebody who has a couple more years experience than you who can give you a bit of guidance and support and when you have wobbles they can you know 
help you. Like, and I, this sounds a bit funny, Linda, but there's a lot of people out there who set themselves up as coaches, but they don't actually have the experience. Whereas I, I started investing in coaching, I would say a couple of years into my business. Yeah. Um, and that's, it's been the best money ever spent. And I had a couple of coaches that I worked with that didn't really work out. They just weren't the right fit for me. Um, and then I found an American coach um, who whose podcast I love. So if you're looking, if you think, oh, that sounds good, Louise, get a coach or a mentor. But start following people online and see who resonates with you. And then pick just a couple of people um, to see, does this person sound like they understand my type of business You know, if you're a product-based business, there's no point in following someone who is a services coach, right? Um, Life coaching is completely different, of course, as well. That's a completely different thing. But, you know, if if you are thinking of leaving your corporate job to start up on your own, then there are coaches out there who are experts in that specific area. Um, And that's the person that you want to find to help you. Um, So definitely the niching down to LinkedIn was really something I'd considered, but my coach really took, she told me to go for it. She said, yeah. I think you should do this and um, because then you become very referable. And it yes. is so true. It was really hard to let go of. So I was doing Facebook, Instagram a little bit. Instagram wasn't half as big back then. Yes. Um, Twitter and, and LinkedIn. And I, um, so I'm a, I'm a mad networker. Like I love meeting people and connecting and networking. I went to an event in London um, where I was, I applied for some, it was Enterprise Nation, I think. They were doing yeah. top top 50 advisors in the UK and I got shortlisted. Amazing. Um, and I went along to that. And at that event, I met a woman who said to me, oh, Facebook are looking for women to grow their She Means Business Network in the UK. She says, I think you should apply for it. So I did. And I ended up becoming a Facebook and Instagram accredited trainer. And I hosted networking sessions all around Northern Ireland mm-hmm. for this thing called She Means Business. And I got to go to Facebook events and I went to Facebook in London for training and all this stuff. Um, so I let go of all of that when I decided to niche into LinkedIn. So that was a big thing because, you know, when you post, oh, I'm inside Facebook today being trained by Facebook. People are like, oh, then you must know what you're doing. Yeah. So I let go of all of that. Um, haven't managed to get inside LinkedIn yet, actually. I know, and yeah, we'll 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 discuss that off off air. But, um, if, but if if she's listening, she knows. Uh, she, she, she. So but, I thought, right, I'll niche down to LinkedIn. And one of the things was, I had noticed that when I spent time on LinkedIn, the the time of moving from someone connecting with me talking to me to becoming a client was far shorter than it really? is on Facebook or Instagram. Right. So that was really interesting. And the people on LinkedIn tended to have the money to invest yeah. in getting support. Yeah. There are so many people who are starting out and they're on Instagram and they'll reach out to you and say, Oh, I'd really like some help with, you know, with whatever it is that you do. And so, but I don't really have any money yet because I'm right. just starting. Whereas yeah. on LinkedIn, you're looking at people who there's a there's the whole network of people who work in corporate who are on LinkedIn yeah and if you are like so there's people I've convinced to go on LinkedIn an artist and um, a weight loss coach and I'm like you know the, the like the people who will pay for your services 
are working in, you know, in industry and in corporate companies, their social media is LinkedIn. They can afford you. Um, so I think you should be on that platform talking about your services. Um, and that's what I find. People were much more quick and willing to invest in. Uh, so I was doing a lot of training. So if I said I'm doing LinkedIn training or I was doing Facebook training, mm. um, companies would approach me because they'd see me on LinkedIn. So it was a it was a better market for me. And I think that's really interesting what you say about, you know, advising those people to move to LinkedIn, because I sometimes as a business owner, we tend to try and fix the problem we had yes. rather than look outside corporate or yes. into corporate. You know, yes. we're kind of, you know, and, and I, I'm guilty of that myself where you're, you're, you're trying to go, well, this is what worked for me. So I'm going to spread the word. And and it's it's like just because it worked for you does not necessarily mean it's a marketable service. Yes. And, and I think that's such good advice because there's such an untapped market in corporate. Yes, there there really is. I mean, you could you could say you're you're a menopause expert. You could say I'll do workshops for entrepreneurs who are perimenopausal. Well, that's wonderful, and you might be able to sell tickets to that for a hundred pounds. But if you go to a corporate and say I have a, a program um, that I can talk to your staff, male and female, about what what it means to be going through the menopause and how it affects people in the workplace. Uh, the budget for that could be, you know, could be five figures. Yeah. So it's a very different ball game. Yeah. Um. So, but that we're kind of getting away from the point there. No, no, uh, but it's it's just it's yeah. it, it, the, the point you made. It's just so interesting that mm. it is about and it's about having faith in your message on that platform as well. Yes. What What made you think um or choose LinkedIn because you have an abundance of platforms there? Was it really? the fact that the people were more established as you've said or was there any other factors there weren't a lot of people um who were focusing on how to use linkedin for business okay Um, and there's still probably less people doing that today than there are people who's are teaching you how to use instagram for business yeah yeah Uh, but definitely five six years ago linkedin was not the beast that it is now you know it was before the pandemic so 2000 end of 2019 I think LinkedIn had about half of half a 500th. Let me think. I'm getting my numbers all confused now. Oh, that's okay. They've got 800 million users now. Yeah, that's right. They had about 500 million users then. Wow. The pandemic exploded for LinkedIn. Yeah. Yeah. So before that, people weren't so bothered because there's like two, two billion people had Facebook and they're like, oh, that's where the numbers are. Let's go there. So not a lot of people were doing it. By niching down to LinkedIn, suddenly in 2019, I got to speak on stage in the US, in Dublin and in London Mm -hmm. uh, because I was a a woman who talks about how to use LinkedIn for business. And again, not a lot of people were doing that. So I carved out a space for myself that was not very crowded. Yeah. Um, And my whole focus of my podcast became LinkedIn, LinkedIn for Louise. I have a YouTube channel. LinkedIn with Louise, not LinkedIn for Louise, LinkedIn with Louise. <laughs> um, I started right. I became the um, writer for Social Media Examiner, writing about LinkedIn articles. I wrote about eight or nine really long form detailed articles for Social Media Examiner, which if people are thinking, well, what is that? That is 
and um, probably the one of the top social media platforms in the world. They run um, a big conference every year. And so it just became it became so easy to become known for what I was doing because I niched down. And I really, really strongly recommend it to people. But, you know, take your time considering what niche you want, because, yeah. you know, I'm I'm doing LinkedIn so our LinkedIn services are that we take care of LinkedIn for companies. So law firms know that their network is on LinkedIn, but they probably don't have the time or the knowledge on how the platform really works yeah. and don't really want to invest that time and yeah. effort. So they're like, oh, well, you know, you can do it for us, Louise. That sounds interesting. Let's have a conversation. Um. So, yeah, so that's that's the niche I'm heading in. and. Yeah. I tell you what, Linda, um, your network is your net worth. Never a truer word spoken. When yeah. I decided, and this is like literally a very recent thing, I thought, right, I'm going to um, look at doing LinkedIn for law firms. So I have my, my current clients are HR companies, executive coaching companies, um, and um, human resources company. You know, that, that's the kind of companies I'm working with at the minute and accountancy firms. And I thought, well, I... I quite like the idea of having like part of my team focusing on HR, part of my mm-hmm. team focusing on working with our accountancy clients, and then part of my team focusing on working with law firms. So I reached out to three people that I knew who were lawyers and just talk about opening up a world that of opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I've just come back from Malaga, which you and I had been talking about. And my friend, a connection of mine who um, I know from Belfast, I said to him, I'm going to Malaga. And he says, oh, you have to meet my friend, um, Anna, when you're there. She's the outgoing chair of a particular body in Europe for for lawyers. And he sent me her email and I met her for, I like I met Amazing. her for coffee. <laughs> yeah. People in your network are there and will do introductions for you if they know what you're doing. If I had said to him, oh, we do LinkedIn marketing for professional services, which is what he knew I did anyway. But because I said to him, you know, we're we're looking at doing, focusing in on LinkedIn for law firms, he set up introductions for me in, in the US and in Europe, like literally within about a couple of weeks. And the thing about it is as well, it's your personality, Louise, and it's you're not selling to him you weren't expecting referrals it's about that relationship that you've built and he's like oh I really want to help Louise like yes oh and Amia's like what an amazing person um and I tell you like people like oh like you know I know people think people who know me think like I'm I do all these things it doesn't seem to take a fizz out of me well I tell you going to meet a a complete stranger in a far you know in a well I would like to still be in the EU. <laughs> Talk about that on a different podcast. Um, but going to meet a complete stranger in a completely different country. And I, my nerves were just jangling. And my Absolutely. friends said, let's go get some churros. I was like, no, I don't think I can eat churros before this meeting. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But when when you decided mm-hmm. um, to start, did you you talked about the fact that you invested in coaching very very early and have having a mentor 
did you get help from anywhere else? Because you, you, I mean, you've said that you're you're definitely the investigator and you're the solver of problems. Like, yes. what what did you what tools did you use to start yes. your business? So, if I was going back to talk to somebody like me, or if I was talking to somebody like me today, join networking groups, join your yeah. local networking groups. So there is Women in Business Northern Ireland ran um, does does still run regular networking events. Um, I believe in Belfast last night. I missed it because I wasn't here. There's a ladies who launch um, meet up. There'll be a couple of hundred women there. Wow. Um, I'm in the my local chamber of commerce. My local council have mentoring available. Um, they also used to, I used to go to their business networking events as well. Look around and, and ask for help. So your local council or your local Leo in the south will have um events to come along to meet other people once you start talking to other um not necessarily just women but for me it was it's been a lot of women in business and once you start talking to other women who are at the similar stage as you 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 will just say oh they'll say oh you should go to this event or there's going to be a conference about this on you know why don't we go together um so powerful like how we met was um at the um event in dublin i was coming down to speak and that was a room full of amazing women yeah and and it is just and i mean i loved because obviously you're in a room that night and i was like i'd love to have louise on the podcast i go up and introduce myself and you say can i come on your podcast and it you know it is about it is about taking a leap of faith oh yes well and and believing in yourself that your message is you know, people want to hear your message. Yeah, and I, that is definitely something I've learned over time yeah. that, you know, you've just got to put yourself out there a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, so somebody will say, yeah, like you said, I have a podcast. Like, oh, what is it? I'd like to be on your podcast. Yeah, yeah but that's, and, and I mean, my, like, and, and uh, you know, it's, it's I, I really wanted to talk to you. And, you know, it's, it, it's like I'm going, and it was because I remember that night so specifically because we hadn't crossed paths and I saw you were leaving and I was like, I'm going because I think the biggest thing about networking, as you said, it's so important, but it's so important to have a goal because we can go to these groups yes. and we're like, we're like yes. sitting there. And, and, and I always am like, I am making two really good connections tonight. Yes. Having that purpose, isn't it? And following up as well. I think this is oh, what yes. um, I've yes. learned too. So you'll meet, you'll go to an event and there'll be like 20 to 30 people there. It's really good to say, right, I want, I want to walk away with two solid connections there's a lovely american coach called nikki rush and she talks about strive five so she says when you go to any event you want to connect with like say like two new people reconnect with two people you already know and leave with one one person who you have promised you're going to have a follow-up call with or something Amazing. so she calls it strive yeah. five yeah um so, you know, I met so many women that night. And what was really important to me is when I got back to my hotel or else first thing next morning at breakfast, connect with those women on LinkedIn, yeah. send them a little message so they remember me. And it's not just, you know, all that massive effort. Because for a lot of us, especially starting out, it's a bit scary going to yeah. a, a yeah. networking event. You don't know who's going to be there. It's brilliant if you can take a friend with you, but you can't yeah. always do that. My top tip for networking events is... When you arrive, if you're on your own, never go up to two people talking because you, you don't know what that conversation is. Yeah. But you can always go up to a group of three. I love that. 
Because it could be a personal conversation that you're interrupting. Yes. Or they might be, be about to close some kind of potential yes. opportunity and you've just interrupted it. Yeah. Whereas if it's three people, there's at least one person you can say hello to. And um, I love the, the fact because, you know, I, I tend, if I'm in Dublin, I tend to be be going home on the Lewis and I'll do all my messages then. And it's like my biggest thing, um, Louise, may, you, you, I hope you'll agree, but I hate when I've met somebody receiving a connection without a message. Oh, yes. I'm like, <laughs> send a message, send a message to remind me who you are. <laughs> you know, this people don't realize how key this is so when you connect with somebody on LinkedIn and you don't send a message first of all they they're like who is this person I don't know who this person is yes but when you connect with them and you send a message not only does that do they read that message there and then but next time you pop up in their newsfeed for some reason or other and they look at your profile and they go to send you a message and they say oh hey top Oh, it says here, uh, it says, um, hi, Linda, it's Louise here. We just met tonight at the at the Dublin event for women um, when you came and I spoke about blah, blah, blah. Now, you're not going to be as detailed as yes. that. Yes. You'll go, oh, that's where I met her. Oh, right. OK, let's let's have a conversation. So it's, it's almost like a paper trail yes. as well. Um, and the other thing, the other thing that I want um, to talk to you about as well is okay. So send send a message. Yes. But this whole thing of being followed on LinkedIn now, I think it's such a missed opportunity because I'm getting like you know I, I, you have X amount of connections, and then is it a case that you know there's fear there? I don't, I don't understand. And then you've all of a sudden you've got like 400 connections, but you've 500 followers because yes. people have followed you rather than connecting with you. And the whole purpose of LinkedIn is to connect. What do you think of that? Yes. So this is LinkedIn's design. Yeah. Right. So what they've done is they've created something called LinkedIn creator mode and creator mode is about encouraging people to create content for the platform. So it's not for everybody. When you turn on creator mode, lots of little things happen, but your main button changes from connect to follow. Right. So LinkedIn, like other social media platforms are, and, and TikTok and YouTube are all trying to build a creator economy, right? Mm-hmm. So the more people that have big followings down the line, I fully expect them to monetize this in some way, right? Okay. So you have so many followers, there'll be some kind of monetization going on. So on YouTube is easier, it's far easier to explain. When you follow people on YouTube, once they get a thousand subscribers on YouTube and they get over 4,000 watch hours per 12 months, you suddenly start to earn money on the platform. So the creators, people like me, keep creating content for the platform because all of a sudden I'm earning money from it. Yeah. Now, the revenue stream for me with 4,000 followers is only 200 pounds a month. But when I get to 40,000 followers, that is going to go to $2,000 a month. And suddenly you're like, oh, this is interesting. Yes. So I, I am really focused on building up that network and profile, but by creating content for YouTube. So LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok are all the same. If you're earning money for creating really valuable content, you're more likely to do it and spend a lot more effort and time doing it, right? So that's what it's it's about. Mm -hmm. But for you and me, 
you know, I'm not using LinkedIn to monetize in that way. I use yes. LinkedIn because it gets me in front of potential clients. And I, that's how I monetize it because I actually yeah. get business from it. So I would rather build relationships with people. Absolutely. So I would rather people connect with me. That's, yeah. But really funny, I managed to turn my follow button back to connect. And I don't think you can do it now. Okay. Um, because people have commented on my video and said that we, we can't, you can't do this anymore. But I think mine is, is still that way. Um, so, because you can you can still go in. So e- even you can go into the options. You can still connect, connect, but you need yeah. to know how to do it. And yeah. most people don't know that that exists. And do you think that they hit follow thinking that they're hitting connect? Mm, they No, they think that there's no way to connect with you. Right. They don't okay. know that. So okay. anyone who's listening thinking, well, how do I connect with that person? And so to the right of the follow button, there's three little dots and you click on that. The menu pops up and this is on mobile and on desktop. Yeah. On mobile, it says um, connect with a message, I think. On or sorry, on desktop, on mobile, it's a bit more confusing because it says personalize invite. Yeah. Right. So there's connect and there's personalized invite. Click on personalized invite. You get to send a message to that yeah. person. Right. Yeah. So I would much rather have connections than followers. However, what I do then, Linda, is every now and again, I go in, I look and see who's following me. And do I want to actually connect with them? And then I send them the connection request with them. OK. OK. Um, so because there's lots of people following me who are not in my ideal client brand. And that's, and that's the other side of the coin as well. Yeah. That, you know, we, we, we do have to look at that as well. What three things would you say to somebody who is looking to enhance their LinkedIn profile straight away? Is there, what, what, are, what are the tips that you would say um, that they, they'll see a difference in a couple of weeks? Okay, so you want to make sure visually it looks right. So you want a, a clean, clear headshot photograph that is visible to everybody and you want to use that background photo space. Okay. Number one off the bat. Then your headline, your LinkedIn headline is really important because when you comment on other people's stuff, people see your name, your photo and your headline. Okay. So that makes you clickable. So they click over to your profile. The other area you really, if you've no time at all, you could like work on this like 10 minutes a day for, you know, 10 days, then you'd be fine. Yeah. Um, so is the about summary section and where a lot of business owners go wrong here is that they write a potted history of their career to date. Okay. Whereas, and if you are in corporate, that is absolutely what you should do. Write something interesting about your career and what you're passionate about and all that kind of stuff. But if you're in business and I look, click on your profile, I want to know how you can help me. I don't care if you went to Trinity and you were in the choir and, you know, you came top of your class, blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's very nice. It's very nice. I love that because um, it's, uh, I've seen, I've seen, there's a a woman on on LinkedIn, um, Nicole Kral. um, I'm going to be speaking to her in the new year and she's American and she's just written a book. Validation is for parking. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And it's, I just, it resonates with me so much because I do think that we have to celebrate our wins and, but we don't have to celebrate them every day or every week or in our bios. You know, it's like, you know, it's it's like, what are you doing? You know, what, what, are, what are you doing for your client? Should, yes, should be in your bio. How yes. You help, how can you help me? I'm only interested in myself. 
which, you know, I mean, it sounds terrible, but people are only really interested in what you can do for them. It is so true. And and they and people look at social media from a selfish perspective. Totally. Like, yeah, you know, they totally do. Yeah. Um, so, that's yeah, so, so that's, that'd be the core things, your headline, your images and your about section. And then the rest of it all, fit, like absolutely fill in the rest of that. To me, those are the key things, key areas. And, and in relation to, we've, we've, we've talked about following and connection and, 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 and everything like that. Is there any other big mistake that you see people making and you're like, oh, for God's sakes. Well, they don't, don't post anything. Okay. They don't post and they don't comment. Like this, at the end of the day, LinkedIn is a platform for building relationships with yes. people. And if all you do is make this amazing profile, but you never comment on anybody's stuff, nobody's really going to find you. Yeah. And you know what? And you know what's so funny? You're, you're, you're right. And I think, I think people have great intentions and then obviously life gets in the way and work gets in the way, but it's so important to give five, 10 minutes a day Mm -hmm. to, to, to building, um, to building that. And, I hear so often, oh, I'm getting no traction. I'm getting no traction. And it's like, there's a reason you're getting no traction. <laughs> you know, one, people hate you or two. <laughs> generous, you know, like, and strategic, generous yes. and strategic. Yeah. So yeah. if, for example, your business is, um, I don't know, you're like a private osteopath or something, right? Yeah. Um, then who whoever hires an osteopath for help who else do they follow on linkedin right and uh, connect with those people not just people who you think you think need your services or let's uh, maybe an easier option is um if you're a graphic designer right you are uh you're building up a graphic design agency who needs graphic design so lots and lots of small businesses so are you connecting with local small business owners yeah on LinkedIn, not to pitch them your services. We're not, we're not there yet. What you want to do is say, say you're a graphic designer based in Dublin and there's so many companies in Dublin. You could just yeah. build your whole market there. Um, so you start connecting with other small business owners in Dublin, not the ones at the same level as you. Yeah. If you're just starting out because you want somebody who's actually got the money to invest in your services. So maybe say, all right, okay, I'm a graphic designer. Who can afford my services? Maybe a company that's earning, you know, at least 500K a year, but they don't have their in-house graphic design team. Let's start connecting with people in those companies. And then we're going to be generous when they post something on their company page or their personal profile. We're going to comment with a thoughtful comment. We're not yeah. going to comment and say, oh, that's interesting. We actually do graphic design. Did you know? Yeah. Of course, you're not going to say that. You say, yeah. oh, that's amazing. Well done to your team. Or I love what you said there about um, how a website is really important or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but comment thoughtfully and strategically. So the people in the web design, co- the web company are noticing you, but also all the people who follow them are also noticing you because you've got a really brilliant headline and you seem like a nice person. And talking about um, not saying in, in the, the comment, oh, I'm fabulous and this is my, my service. <laughs> what do you think of those people who I'm going to message you about their course or their this yeah. or their, I'm like, I'm like, I've actually said to people, I've been very abrupt with people. I'm like, please don't, 
don't mail me about your course. I'm glad we've yeah. connected, but uh, stop selling me your course. Yeah, no, if, if so if I connect with somebody and they start spamming me like that, just remove the connection. Yeah. I'm, yeah. Okay, so listen, people, this is this is the LinkedIn expert. Stop DMing because people, uh, you see all across Instagram. Yeah. DM, DM is the way forward because it's like, if you DM 100,000 people, yeah, you get thousand LinkedIn. You might get you not. might get a thousand um, potential leads, but you're going to get fifty thousand people who say don't go near her because she's a spammer. Okay, so you want to think about your reputation. Also, LinkedIn will it. let you do that anyway, which is really interesting. Yeah, you cannot connect with. I think it's a hundred. I can't remember now exactly, but it's like a hundred people a week. They will. They'll give you a warning. They'll freeze your account if you. Mm-hmm send the same message to several people every day they'll ask you do you want you know are you if you're looking at too many people's accounts do you want to get premium so you can you can have unlimited search or um they will literally freeze your account and then when you ask why they'll say well it looks like you using some kind of automated spam service okay and they and they don't like that (laughs) no of course they don't know neither do we do we (laughs) But that's 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 so interesting um, mm. that, that you say that as far as um, habits are concerned for you, what we Louise has three kids, by the way. So what do you do for you every day besides work and your children? <laughs> oh, I so I am so delighted that I've got back into reading. OK, um, so I have always even from childhood been an avid reader and. It was really funny because I was saying to my girlfriends at the weekend, I think I fell out of reading a little bit for a while there, but I am back full, full scale. I'm probably reading a book every three days. And, just and are you reading or listening? You're actually doing no, reading, book. reading, yeah. um, just I, love fiction um, almost, and almost. A modern contemporary fiction. Although I'm actually also reading Philippa Gregory, which I discovered um, and I didn't think I'd like it, but I love it's like based in the 1600s in England um Henry VIII type of year like just loving those books so I read a lot um I am a member of a gym I try and go <laughs> twice or three times a week I probably I, I definitely make it once every week I try and do more okay um and I have a lovely dog who gets me out and that's when I listen to podcasts and I might walk amazing. in the dog amazing um but yeah like I'm like every other woman in her late 40s <laughs> 40s we leave it at 40s yeah. you know you know spending lots of plates running a business got yeah. kids uh love a glass of wine on a friday night yeah. try and get out for a big walk somewhere on a saturday for fresh air um but can't go to bed without reading some okay. part of so <laughs> basically reading is your non-negotiable is there anything else in your day where you're like i like do you, do you get up earlier to spend time by yourself or anything like that? Or? No, well, no, I get up 10 minutes for the kids so I can get short <laughs> before I get them up. Um, oh, actually, do you know, I listened to this amazing health podcast called by Dr. Rungan Chatterjee. Um, like I am obsessed with this podcast at the minute called Live, Feel, Live Better, Feel Better, Live More. I can never remember exactly. <laughs> and he said what he does is he... But, you know, as you get older, you should be doing some small weight bearing exercises. Yeah. Right? So he said, and I'm doing this completely now in the morning, I come down, I start the coffee machine and I get my little dumbbells and I do like these little arm weights around the kitchen for five minutes while the coffee is being yeah. made. 
and I feel like ooh, I have achieved something every day (laughs) I love I love that because on my other that I I I pre like I I'm a Pilates teacher by trade and one of my things is uh practice your balance while you're brushing your teeth so you should be but you should be funny my my friend's a Pilates teacher and she's like up on your tiptoes when you're doing your teeth up and down up and down so I'm like for two minutes in the morning and the evening I might lift one leg off the ground and then yeah so that's that's (laughs) another that's another little tip I've I've loved but it's it's, getting the yeah yeah well what this guy said it's fitting in habits that already fit in your life because if you said to me Louise you've got to do 10 minutes of weights every day I would get the evening go, oh my God, I'm doing weight today and I'm beating myself up. And the anxiety and the failure and the, yeah, that's it. So, so, and he said, so the weights sit beside the coffee machine in the kitchen and his wife's like, that's really untidy. He says, but if they're not there, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And another another one I have is um, 10 squats after you pee. Very good. So if you pee (laughs) three or four, eight times a day, you've got 80 squats by seven in the week. Excellent. Love it. There you go. There you go. Um, what about efficiencies in your day? You do have a team. How do you, yeah, do you delegate? I know I, obviously you do because you have a team, but what are the priorities to dele- delegate? What was, what was the priority to get off your desk after you started the small business? So what's been really fascinating is I've only started building my team properly this year. I've had a, I've had a VA, um, different VAs through the years. Okay. That's another thing. You know, get yourself a coach and when you can afford to get a VA who can do all your admin stuff, book yeah. your appointments, send off your invoices as soon as you can. And um, VA is a virtual assistant. If anyone said, what does that mean? Yeah. Like invaluable. Um, and then, now I've got a team of five and basically I do all the marketing, the con- the connecting, the sales calls, the strategy sessions. And then my team, I have writers. So they're professional writers. They mm-hmm. write the content for the clients. I have an account manager who's amazing. She is the go-between between the writers and the clients. So basically what how this works is a client hires us because they want a, pre- a presence on LinkedIn, but they don't really have time to do it, or they've tried doing it consistently for a while and it's fallen off their plate because they've got really busy. So what we do is a month ahead, we get in touch. We say, right, what's the theme for next month? Ideally, what's the theme for the next six months? The right, the the client will say, okay, so next next month is uh, we want to focus on christmas none of my clients focus on christmas because that's not how their businesses work but let's pretend yeah so they'll say here's three articles on christmas that i'm interested in and here's a podcast that i was on talking about christmas we take that content we create linkedin posts for them from that the account manager who's the person who gathers that information from the client sends it to the writer the writer is the writing the account manager sends the, the writing back to the client. The client approves it all. The account manager schedules it all. And at that stage, I come in, check everything's working and approve it and that the work is done. So mm-hmm. I was doing all of that myself, okay. say 18 months ago. And now I have got um, three writers, a person doing graphics, an account manager, and my husband's coming in um, as a helper, helper with like operations. So it's mm-hmm. just... It's brilliant. It is so brilliant getting to the stage where you can bring in other people. 
um, to do lots of the work for you. Like, oh, it's just amazing. And getting to the stage where instead of being in the business, doing the writing, doing the this, you're actually working on the business. And I am you're the growing CEO the business. now. Yeah, yeah. I am yeah. the CEO. I get to, I love to meet lawyers in Spain yeah. uh, for coffee. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. my goal is to speak. I want to speak on stages about how to use LinkedIn for business. I, yeah. And that was happening in 2019. The, 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 I did I did get to speak in two big global conferences during the pandemic. But I was here behind yes. my computer yes. screen. It's not yeah. really the same. It's not, the, it's not the same thing. Actually, speaking of that, what is more lucrative for you online or face to face? When I meet people. I can I can get clients pretty fast. Okay. Um, but we haven't had that luxury. Yeah. So um yeah, all all of my retainer clients that I have had to date have not all of them actually, half of them met me in person in the past. Um and half of them have been someone has referred me to them because they said okay. they were looking for someone to do their LinkedIn. Um, okay. But I want when I when I can get out and speak on a stage like I spoke in women in finance in Dublin in 2019, I think it must have been like May. And I have a client who still works with me today from that. Yeah. Um, so but we don't we didn't have that luxury for so long. Yeah. Um, and actually, interestingly, don't let me waffle too much, Linda. No, yeah, I, um, I'm, I'm loving it, this. I hope it, everybody else will. <laughs> none of my clients are in Northern Ireland. OK, none. So, um, but 80% of my business is in America. Wow. Amazing. Um, and the rest are in Europe. So that is, I think, I find that kind of fascinating. Um, so I'd love to get back out to America yeah. to do networking, but, Amazing. you know, even the things that I do here that I share on LinkedIn make a real impact with my American audience anyway. So it's, that's, that's brilliant. I love that. I love that you're getting that traction. Um, we talked about celebrating small wins and um, I want to tell everybody, I want everybody to know, where are you going tomorrow? <laughs> it's really funny that my first instinct is to laugh because it's a bit crazy. Um, well, yeah, a little bit crazy, but fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> so I have been invited by, on behalf of His Majesty the King to attend, this is like the wording on the invitation, to attend a reception to celebrate small the contribution small businesses have made to the economy in the UK. So I am going to Buckingham Palace tomorrow to a reception hosted by King Charles. That's amazing. Are you like, pinch me? Pinch me! It's like, it's just a bit, it is just, it is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I've I've been to, I don't want to be show-offy, but I have been to, I've been to Downing Street and I've been to the House of Lords a few times for my work with small businesses. So my other, my business is a LinkedIn marketing agency, but I, my other hat is supporting small businesses. I love it. And I am, I'm a small business champion for small business Saturday in the UK. So that means I do, um, I'll do workshops with them. I will champion small businesses. Basically I'm running a small business networking event in Belfast on the 2nd of December, which everybody is welcome to, whether you're north or south of the border, you know, you're very welcome. It's a very casual two-hour meetup. Um, because I'm not charging tickets, everyone's buying their own coffee. <laughs> yes, that's fair enough. Um, so yes, I'm a small business, massive supporter of small businesses, and 
But this is something else. Like you can't really go any higher, I don't think, than no. being invited to Buckingham Palace. No, I think it's I think it's wonderful, and I think it's it's so nice to think that there's a fraction of people going uh, of the population, and you're one of them. So it is. It's something to be celebrated, and um, I can't wait to hear all about it. <laughs> you know what, Linda? Because I know this is corporate to come. I want to tell you a wee story. Go on, go for it. So when I left my job in the health service, I was pretty, I was disappointed with how it all worked out because I thought I was just really ambitious and I wanted to really, I really wanted to make an impact working in the health service. It was IT projects and you can really impact people's lives by yeah. working in that kind of field. And I remember I left because the project I was working, it just, it just, it was like hitting your head off a brick wall. And yeah. I thought, right, time to go. And honestly, about a year later, I remember I was, I got an invitation. I think that was my first time I was invited. It was maybe I was invited to number 10 Downing Street for a small business event by the then prime minister. who I don't even remember who that was. Um, well, there's been a few. <laughs> and I was walking past one of the health service buildings in Belfast and I just looked at it and I, and I had the biggest smile on my face because I thought if I had stayed with you guys I would not be going where I'm going and that's the same for today I wouldn't no way in a million years I'd be going to Buckingham Palace if I was still a project manager in the health service. But do you find um because everything you're saying resonates with me do you, mm. because you give your life like I just I, like I, I grieved for my job. It was like a death losing my job. Like, do you know what I mean? It was like, or, you know, leaving my job. It was, I thought I was a lifer. Like I loved it. I loved the environment. I loved everything. And then like you said at the start, so many women in their thirties and forties, yeah. they have children and the job goes, oh, see you later. That's not, We're not interested in you anymore. That's not going to work out here. Yeah. No. All that potential. Bullshit. I was so excited to go into that job. I was so yeah. excited about the impact I was going to make. And yeah, but, but when I left, like, you know, I was very happy to leave. My, I yes. remember my husband, I was on a phone to my husband after a terrible meeting. And he said, Louise, look, you've proved your business is going to work. Just get your coat and get the hell out of there. Yeah. I handed my notice in the next day. Yeah. It's, it's, do you know what it is? It's, it's wonderful. Like it's wonderful to, to reach that stage. Um, And it's, it's knowing to anybody listening, if they're at that breaking point to know that you need to get a plan in place. If you can't, if you don't have the financial backing of a partner or a business, or you, you you cannot walk away from a job, but what you can do is put a structure in place to have a plan to leave that job in six months. I would tell people, actually, if that's what you're thinking. So be be cautious about, um, there's a lot of people out there who will say you can help you start a business, which is really probably could be like a network marketing thing, which has its place, absolutely has its place, but just be careful. Um, But I would suggest that you just now start thinking about, is there like a networking event run by my local council that I can maybe go along and see what it's like? And that's the thing, networking, that's, that's, it's not just for small businesses, it's for people in corporate, it's yeah. for, you don't have to, you, you don't have to have a small business to go to your local networking event. No, 
definitely not and you might meet somebody there who just really inspires you to think actually maybe there's there's another way here absolutely I love that and that, that like that's the thing get get a plan in place because you know it's years later I know that you've left and I've left but oh my god it's it's the freedom freedom yeah yeah it 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 is it is amazing um do you have any other projects in the pipeline oh my gosh (laughs) you're like (laughs) yeah (laughs) are you kidding me (laughs) um I'm doing a LinkedIn workshop actually in Belfast in February I think it's the 8th of February so if anyone's interested like it's a full day workshop we did one there in September it was brilliant I loved it I I love standing in front of an audience and teaching people helping them um so if anyone's interested in that they're very welcome to check that out on my website uh, which is louisebrogan.com really building up my YouTube channel so I created um I've got a 10-day challenge Linda which is not it's not really for, it's not for getting clients. It's actually for encouraging people to, to learn how to use LinkedIn who can't afford my services right now or don't want to invest in my services right now. But it's also helping me build my YouTube audience up. Can, um, can so, you send that to me and I can put it in the yeah, show notes? Well, it's, it's louisebrogan.com forward slash 10 day challenge. Perfect. And we'll put, um, that, put that in the show notes and then yeah. people can connect with you. Um, yeah, but yeah, there. connect with me on LinkedIn because that's where I am. And um if you're listening to me and you're like, oh, we're a law firm and we could, we'd love to outsource our LinkedIn, love it. then yes. reach out and get in touch. Let's have a chat. Um, so every week I ask, and we've probably covered this, but let's just wrap it, wrap it all up um, yes. with this. Um, at Corporate Cam, we are all about making a change, taking a leap to um, create happiness, to pivot, to choose your cam, no matter what it is. So, I mean, that could be moving to corporate within corporate. It could be anything. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you're happy, what would you say to somebody who is just on the edge and, and, and thinking of taking that leap? I would say take a deep breath. Try and take a day to yourself. Even like take a day's annual leave. Go and book yourself into a really nice hotel. Um, if you don't if you don't want to stay overnight, go to a hotel that has a spa. Go and give yourself a wee treatment. Then go upstairs and have lunch and sit with your book and your pen and your pencil. Um, and just jot down all the things you think. Put down things that you're worried about. Things that are potential. People in your network who might be able to help you that you could reach out to. And start formulating a plan, but take time out for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, we call them CEO days. Um, yeah. Just, you know, take, and you know, if you want to do it with a friend, do it with a friend, but actually it, it can be better if you just do it yourself, but like somewhere really lovely. Yeah. You know, so you feel like you're kind of treating yourself yeah. um, because you deserve it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, before we go, we have um, each episode, I have a quick fire either or um for you so uh, we're gonna go for tea or coffee coffee a podcast or a book oh it depends what I'm doing oh okay good answer uh YouTube or LinkedIn well LinkedIn's where my business is (laughs) Downing Street or House of Lords oh you can't get into that Downing Street anymore (laughs) It's not really an option. <laughs> Summer or winter? 
Oh, summer. I need oh, the sun. Hello, oh, me too. Teaching or learning? I love to teach other people, but I'm also a lifelong learner. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. We, um, if anybody wants to get in touch, we've talked about that you're louisebrogan.com, you're Louise Brogan on LinkedIn. And what about YouTube? YouTube, LinkedIn with Louise. LinkedIn with Louise. Yeah. Louise, thank you. Thank you so much for coming oh. on the Property Calm podcast. I really appreciate your time and I've just learned so much. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. It's been a complete pleasure. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you for listening to the Corporate Cam podcast. Please subscribe, leave a nice review. It really does make a difference. Or simply come back and listen to us next time. My name is Linda Monaghan, inspiring you to take that leap from corporate to cam.